So, uh, Hare Krishna, welcome to our Sunday Bhagavatam class. Today we have a very interesting portion of the Bhagavatam to read, and I'll explain why I find it very interesting. So, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So, today we begin with uh, the Bhagavatam 1.13.30. Patin Priyantam Subalasya Putri Pati Bratachanujagama Sadhi Himalayang Yastadanda Praharshang Manasinamiva Satsam Prahara. So, uh, in this verse, uh, 1.13.30, the subject of this sentence in Sanskrit is Putri, the daughter. So the daughter of Subala, Subala Siputri, and of course that is Gandhari. So, uh, and the verb, again, the simple Sanskrit sentence is that Putri Anujagama, the daughter followed. And she followed Patim, her husband. So that, I mean, those three words, that's the simple grammar. And everything else is sort of, sort of built around that. Putri Anujagama Patim, the daughter of Subala, followed her husband. So now let's look at the rest of the words. So she followed her husband. So first of all, uh, Subhalasya Putri, Subhala's daughter, of course, Gandhari, who was Patibrata, who had taken a vow to be faithful to her husband. Pati is husband here, and Brata is a vow. So Subhala's daughter, who had taken a vow to her husband uh, and Sadhvi, uh, Gandhari was Sadhvi, a saintly lady. Anujagama, she followed her husband, Patim, Priyantam, who was leaving. Priyantam means uh, was the person who was leaving. He was leaving Hastinapur to renounce. And who was leaving for Himalayam. He's going north to the mountains. Nyasta Danda Praharsham. And Dhritarashtra, her husband, was Nyasta Danda Praharsham. Prabhupada translates this as one who has accepted the rod of the renounced order. Uh, Praharsham is an object of delight. They're different. I, I checked the commentaries of other acharyas, and there are different meanings. Nyasta generally means given up. Uh, the word nyasta, of course, is the word nyasa from which you get sannyasa. So nyasta and sannyasta or sannyasa means giving up. 
And Danda in Sanskrit, in the Bhagavatam actually, often means uh, punishment. The rod, the stick, it's the word for punishment also. A king has to punish criminals or people that break the rules. So, Nyasta Danda Praharsham also means that Dhritarashtra, as a Kshatriya, as sort of an unofficial ruler for most of his life, uh, had given up his pleasure, Praharsham, in sort of ruling other people or punishing other people. He'd given up any pleasure he might have had in being a king. So that's also, that's one, another way that many Acharyas take this, take these words. In any case, uh, Gandhari followed her husband to the Himalaya, her husband who had given up his attachment to being a political leader, a, a royal. Uh, and Manasinam Eva, Satsamprahara. And so the Himalaya, going to the mountains means you're going to suffer a lot of material inconvenience. You're not going to get great weather. There are going to be blizzards and uh, it's going to be very cold. And these are people who are not really used to great cold. Uh, Hastinapur is... Uh, does not have severe weather. Of course, the summer is hot. The summer is hot and dry, as we know. Uh, the winter is not very severe. You don't really get snow there. It's like Delhi, basically. The weather is sort of the same as New Delhi or Delhi. And uh, so to go to the mountains meant you're going to, and, and you know, in those days, there's no central heating system. You can't go out to the Himalaya mountains and then, you know, tell your servant, of course, they had no servants. That's another thing. You have to understand that having servants was not just a luxury because there are no appliances. I mean, you know, you can't just plug something in. You can't just turn on the heat or, or uh, there's no heating system. There's no air conditioning. Uh, there are no markets say like okay let's go down to the market and uh, we, we you know we need more we need some orange juice or we need some bread or we need this or that no markets and uh no houses no insulation you're really out there you're out so to go to the mountains i think what we have to see is that in this vedic culture in which so many kings and so many sages go to the mountains, to the Himalaya, how, however high up they go in the mountains, <clears throat> that from our point of view, who are, we're used to all these modern comforts, uh, it's almost, uh, you know, of course, people go camping in our culture, people go camping, but you may go for a few days just to, you know, it's fun to camp out, but they're not going camping uh, and they don't have, you know, all these super warm clothes and they don't have all these, even nowadays people go camping. Of course, there's, you know, you can wilderness camp, but basically it's very austere. You imagine yourself in that situation because servants, again, 
we have washing machines, we have dryers, we have stoves where we cook things. Uh, you don't have to go out in the forest and look for dry wood. And if it just rained last night, how are you going to find dry wood? And, uh, you know, we have vehicles or we have, we just see wild animals in zoos. We don't see them. I mean, there's tigers and elephants and lions and leopards out there. There's all kinds of poisonous plants. It's, um, of course, what we'll find later is that they actually go to an ashram. So at least they go to an ashram where, um, they go to an ashram where there are experts, there are brahmanas who specialize in basically wilderness living or living out in the in the forest and the hills and how to survive and, you know, how do you keep a fire going and what leaves are poisonous and what leaves can you eat and how do you keep wild animals away? So there were specialists. There were wilderness specialists or, you know, mountain specialists who really knew all these things but still it's a very austere life and if you if you lived your entire life Dhritarashtra lived his entire life in a palace with hundreds of servants and you know anything he wanted to eat it was brought to him it's um or if he was unwell there'd be a doctor if he was uh, you know, any discomfort was immediately attended to. Beautiful clothes and friends. And as you get older, as you get older in life, uh, you the people want to be around their family. It's interesting. I mean, that's natural human behavior. When you're young, at a certain point, you know, you get your education, you want to go out and make your career and sometimes you say goodbye to your family. You know, I got a job in Chicago or I got a job here or there. And you go. And it's all about your career or it's about getting married or it's about raising your children. But at a certain point, as the body gets there, just different, not only physical stages of the body, but there are psychological states that accompany all these physical states. So there's a certain psychology. I mean, obviously people are different, but still there are common denominators and there are, there's a certain psychology, let's say for, for teenagers or for young adults, people in their twenties, people in their thirties, forties, fifties, there are different psychologies that come with different uh, physical ages of the body. So when you get older, you wanna just, you know, you don't want a lot of discomfort. You don't want to struggle. You don't want to fight. You just want to kind of be peaceful and maybe be around people you know and trust. And so they're giving all that up. So, but they had this right attitude. Samprahara uh, means sort of like fighting. And Satsamprahara means, Prabhupada translates, legitimate good lashing in the word for word. Uh, a good lashing from the enemy. Uh, satsam prahara means sort of like uh, fighting the good fight. And manasinam, for those who are thoughtful. So the analogy is given that um, that Dhritarashtra renounced and, and Gandhari followed him. And of course, Vidura went too. So this was like manasinam for thoughtful people, for people who really think about things 
it's like sort of fighting the good fight. Satsang prahara. Sat means good or proper. And samprahara means a, a battle. So in other words, it, it's not just physical fighting, uh, although this is the analogy here, but it's, I mean, for all of us, there are challenges in life. If you want to lead a good life, if you want to be a good person, if you want to be useful, in our case, to Prabhupada, if you want to be useful to the world by uh, helping a spiritual mission, there will be struggles. And, and of course, the point is, even if you don't do the right thing, there's still struggles, but there's no glory in it. It's just a struggle with no glory. But here it said, Satsamprahara. If you want to do anything in life, if you want to be a good person and help other people, there are going to be obstacles, struggles. And in a sense, we have to embrace those struggles and not give up the battlefield, whatever our personal battlefield may be, because everyone has a battlefield. So whatever your battlefield is, don't leave that battlefield if it's where you're supposed to be. Fight the good fight. So those are some of the points here in this verse. Then uh, Ajata Shatru, so now Yudhisthir. And uh, we're going to see how Yudhisthir reacts to the fact that his two uncles and his aunt have given up everything and gone to the mountains, or at least the foothills of the mountains, um, to, uh, to pursue spiritual goals. And um, this is going to be interesting because sometimes people may think that, well, Yudhisthira is just being too nice. It's like, doesn't he remember like what these people did? Not Yudhura, of course, but certainly Jitarastra. So here, Yudhisthira is called Ajata Shatru, someone who's Shatru, whose enemy, Ajata, was never born. Uh, so Kritamaitro, having, uh, Prabhupada said, uh, performed worship of the demigods, in, that's in the word for word in the translation, performed his daily morning duties by praying, offering fire sacrifice, worshiping the sun god, this, of course, is not all, not all of us in the Sanskrit, but it's what Prabhupada takes it to mean. So Maitra, from the word Mitra, Mitra means a friend. Mitra also means a particular demigod named Mitra, who was very prominent in ancient times. So Krita Maitra, having done this, uh, Prabhupada takes a worship of the, of the devas, the demigods. Kutagnir, having offered into the fire, in other words, it's sort of standard. These things don't take a long time in the morning. Yudhisthira has a lot of other duties, but there are certain things you do in the morning uh, if you're a pious king to keep the culture going. Having bowed to the learned sages, Brahmins, uh, and... Uh, with and of course are submitted to them not just with words or just bowing down but with tila grains uh go cows these are gifts giving charity grains cows bhumi land what does it mean to give land um for one thing uh there were workers on the land and the land produced produce so if you were made the owner of a certain piece of land that was a guaranteed income uh just like uh, 
uh, nowadays are something called an annuity from the word annual, which are which means that you're given so much money every year. So if you were given land, it meant that you had a, for the rest of your life, you had a guaranteed income from the produce of the land. And then rupma, gold, rupmai. So having done all that, having done the standard morning duties, which, as I said, didn't take, you know, didn't take hours and hours, but he did all those things. Griham Pravishta, and having entered his home. So these duties were done outdoors he would come out or at least out of his personal quarters. Here can mean his palace, it can mean his personal quarters, but he did all these things, some of them outdoors. And then, uh, so having gone back into his quarters, his home, and he went back into his quarters because he wanted to honor his seniors. Guru here means his seniors, his elders. Um, honor them simply you know you offer your respects to them you greet them it's again not something that takes hours but it's you have senior relatives there and so as a daily thing you just you know say hello to them good morning offer your respects to them so guru vandanaya but said, but he didn't see pitaro he didn't see his literally his two fathers which here means his two uncles uh, Sobali and Shah, nor did he see Gandhari. Sobali, Gandhari was the daughter of Subala. So then, um, Katra, at that point, Katra, Sanjayama Sinam Papracha Udvignamanasa. So Yudhisthira, his mind is disturbed. Again, um, I don't want to exaggerate Yudhisthira's state because uh it could seem like overly sentimental or but he was just he was concerned so udvigna manasa can also mean he was concerned because i mean every day he goes and greets them he does this every day and then one day no one's there so naturally he's concerned like what's going on so that's really what it means tatra sangjam asinam papracha udvigna manasa so yudhisthira's mind is 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 disturbed or concerned, like, where are they? Where do they go? These are old people now. These are all suddenly, so they're these elders and they're just gone. These old people can't really take care of themselves in his mind. So therefore, Prapracha, he asked Sangjaya, who was sitting there, where he should have seen his elders, he just sees Sangjaya sitting there. So Gaval Gane Kwanastato. So uh, he, a name for Sangjaya is Gavalgana or Gavalgani, Gavalgani, uh, which is the son of Gavalgana. That was the name of uh, Sangjaya's father, Gavalgana. And so, so he therefore is Gavalgani. So he says, Kwanas Tato, where is our uncle? Where's our dear uncle? Vridha, uh, who is old, and uh, this is also particularly heinous, Janetrayo, and, and deprived of his two eyes. So this is not the way people just talk normally, like, where's our uncle? But it, it's a very poetic way of identifying who he's talking about, who Yudhishthira is talking about. So again, we clear, clearly have in the Bhagavatam here a poeticized version of it. 
This is a, uh, it's poeticized. And of course, this is composed by Vyasa, who, who was not merely like a modern reporter, like writing everything down, but he's, give, he's you know, giving in poetic language what happened. So in, in this language, where is our, uh, our dear elder who was blind? So it's a way of, he means Dhritarashtra, deprived of his two eyes. Literally, it says there. And Ambacha, and our mother or aunt, Hataputra, who's Arta, who's suffering, Hataputra, because her sons were killed. So Gandhari didn't really do evil deeds. She was sort of, an, uh, I don't want to say victim, because it's all Krishna's arrangement, but as a young girl, she married in good faith. She married Dhritarashtra and then had these sons who turned out to be Asuras. But they were her sons. Even nowadays, a mother, I mean, you may have a, a mother may have a son who's just not a good person. But if the son is killed, still the mother feels something, obviously. So Ambachahataputarta and our aunt who is suffering from her sons being killed. They were all killed. Peter Vyakwagataksurit. And uh, and our uncle, of course, Vidura Kwagataksura, where is he gone? Our well-wisher. Now, interestingly, Yudhisthira does not call Dhritarashtra Suhrit, Suhrit uh, which literally means good heart, hurt, heart, Suhrit. Our, in other words, our good-hearted friend, the friend who has a good heart for us. He doesn't call Dhritarashtra Suhrit, doesn't even call Gandhari Suhrit. And uh, then he says, Api Mai Akrita Pragye, is it because, uh, is it because uh, I was ungrateful for what they've done for me? So this is interesting language because in a sense, when the Pandavas were suddenly deprived of their father and two of the Pandavas lost their mother and they came down the mountain to Hastinapura, and they were received as, as family, as royalty, and they were, you know, taken care of. Although Dhritarashtra did not stop his son from trying to kill them, so it's. But Yudhisthira here is remembering the good things. So Hatabandhu Sabariya. So Dhritarashtra, who was Hatabandhu, his relatives were all killed. Not only his own sons, but his, you know, just all kinds of family, uh, his brother, not not his brother, I'm sorry, uh, but his another one of his uncles, Balika. Actually, uh, Balika would have been his, to Dhritarashtra, a, um, yeah, uh, Dhritarashtra, uh, Balika would have been a grandfather. Anyway, he lost different relatives. So Hatabandhu, so he with his wife, Ashangsamana Kshamalam. So here he said, did they uh so Gangayam Dukito Patat? So made unhappy, did he just fall into the Ganga? Sort of way of giving up your life. You just fall into the Ganga. So because did he do this because he was fearing that something bad was going to happen to him? And it doesn't mean that he feared that Yudhisthira was going to do something. I mean, Bhima was also there, and Bhima did not like Dhritarashtra. 
for obvious reasons. And so shamalang means some evil, some bad thing. So ashang samana, fearing or suspecting. Is it that suspecting that in the palace where there's all kinds of people and some of them clearly do not like Dhritarashtra, was he fearing some foul play? Was he fearing that something bad was going to happen? And so because of that, did he simply sort of fall into the Ganga to give up his life? So this is not sentimental. He's he's saying that um, because Dhritarashtra could very well fear that something, you know, was going to be done to him because of all the evil that he had at least allowed. And Yudhisthira doesn't say that, did he fear that I was going to do it, but palace is a big place, you know, and there's all kinds of people with all kinds of interests. So then, it says, when our father, this is text 34, when our father Pandu uh, sort of uh, passed on or, 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 was no longer there, Uparata. It's sort of a polite way of saying when he passed away, when he had withdrawn, meaning left this world. Sarvanak Suhradakshishun Arakshatam Vyasaratak Pritar Vyo. So our two uncles, Pritar Vyo means our two uncles uh, protected us from dangers and troubles, protected all of us who were just children. Uh, and who were, you know, looking to them, who were well-wishers, their well-wishers. So, I mean, in the case of Idura, this is absolutely true. In the case of Dhritarashtra, uh, it's really not true. He, I mean, he protected them from some things. He certainly made sure they were given nice food and they had nice clothes. And I'm sure he protected them from... I mean, there might have been other people in the world that would have wanted to get rid of the sons of Pandu, uh, asuras or, or persons who had been enemies of Pandu. Or, and so, I mean, it's true, but at the same time, Dhritarashtra allowed, or you could even say sanctioned, all kinds of attacks on the Pandavas. Vidura was their real protector, and Peter Rostra half protected them. But still, uh, they did grow up. The Pandavas did grow up from a certain age as Kurus, and they were given, apart from the assassination attempts, <clears throat> they were given the privileges and facilities of, of, of the royal family. Still, Yudhisthira is being a bit generous here, at least in the case of Dhritarashtra. So then um, Sanjaya is going to answer. Sanjaya is going to answer, and we will do that next time. So uh, this is a very interesting section for various reasons. So I'm going to see if there are any questions now. Um, Let's see. So I'm looking for those question marks. If you ask questions in the chat, uh, you know the 
that it's, if you put in a bunch of question marks, then I will see it. And if you don't, I probably won't see it. Uh, so far, no questions. Radha Kanta, uh, translate from Spanish. Could it be that when one is an adult, the fight rises to the plat to a more essential platform and is truly relevant? Uh, well, if you're a Kshatriya and you're protecting innocent people, that's also uh, essential. I know if I was in danger and the police came and saved my life, I would think that was a really essential service. So, but as one gets older, one's duty changes. So yes, when I was younger, I performed certain services. And now that my body is older, I'm doing other services. So, so our prescribed duty changes over time. Uh, let's see, anyone else? Jagatpalana. Uh, Jesus substituted Mitra, therefore he had to be elevated to be. Anyway, that's a, just a comment on uh, ancient history. Anandalila, how can we learn from Yudhisthira, who suffered a great deal and throughout his life due to Dhritarashtra's actions, but still honored him? How can we honor those in our lives like Dhritarashtra without making ourselves vulnerable to future suffering abuse? It's a good question. Um, as I said, Dhritarashtra was on both sides of this issue because he did, in many ways, provide for the Pandavas, even as he was looking the other way when there were assassination attempts and stealing their kingdom. So Dhritarashtra is simply not the model for a really loving surrogate parent. And Yudhisthira is honoring him, but not I mean, he did honor him. He did treat him like an elder after all his sons were killed. And there's also the point that Yudhisthira, of course, knows that Jirastra is playing a part in Krishna Leela. That's also there. And uh, basically, Yudhisthira allowed him to live in the palace or a palace. There were many. And, you know, every morning greeted him respectfully, politely. Uh, there's no indication that Yudhisthira would go every day to Dhritarashtra and say, hey, could you please give me some advice on how to rule this kingdom? So if you look at Yudhisthira's way of respecting Dhritarashtra, it's not really, it doesn't go to the point of saying, well, Dhritarashtra, maybe you'd like to be king. No, he didn't say that. We don't hear about Yudhisthira uh, taking all kinds of political advice from Dhritarashtra. He's family, and so he just, you know, okay, you can live in the kingdom. And he just, in the morning, he greets him and offers him respect. So, I, what I take from Yudhisthira's behavior is that uh, 
let's say someone is for us as family or someone is a devotee, you know, then um, there's a certain basic civility, there's a certain politeness, but it does not go to the point of really trusting people. We don't hear that uh, you just really trusted your Astra, like, hey, uncle, what do you think we should do in this situation? So, uh, yeah, sort of certain civility, certain politeness, a certain uh, sort of do your duty, but don't uh, let yourself be taken advantage of. Don't uh, be a fool. Uh, let's see, I'm answering questions which are kind of on the topic, not that are not. We can understand this in Lilakar that Dhritarashtra was weak because of his excessive attachment to Duryodhana. Why would Bhima not like Dhritarashtra? Well, well, for one thing, because Dhritarashtra many times approved uh, plans to kill Bhima that, you know, if you know that someone is allowing all kinds of attempts to kill you, that that you know that would not be your favorite person. And uh, why would Bhima not like him? Well, for one thing, because he had common sense, and uh, Bhima did not was not very happy about all the evil that had been done with. Dhritarashtra, uh, either, you know, if not his direct participation, certainly he allowed it. Dhritarashtra uh, can crush Bhima? Not really. Uh, there's really no question of them actually fighting. I mean, Dhritarashtra is an old blind man. Uh, so someone wrote, uh, family is not if family is not conducive to spiritual life, is it all right to leave home even if you are a female? Depends on the situation. It depends on the degree of uh, not conducive. It depends on the age of the people involved. It depends on, you know, if they're gonna die if you're not there because they have some kind of disease. And if you if you leave, it's like pulling the plug or they have little children or... So I would say it's... Uh, depends on the situation. Uh, so here's another thing from Lilakar, Vaishnav Sanyasi, quoting Prabhupada, Vaishnav Sanyasis are Narottamas, whereas the Mayavari Sanyasis are Dhiras. Maharaj Rashtra was advised to follow the Dhiras because at that stage it was difficult for him to become a Narottam. Uh, well, because he just was not really a super candidate for the Bhakta program at that point. So uh, that's it. Thank you all very much for listening and watching, and I uh, hope we'll all be together again next Sunday. Hare Krishna.